Hi, this is Cole Baresi here again, Operations Director at the Ibogaine Clinic. I'm here with David Dardashti, speaking more about how to heal your trauma. Last episode, we went into David's history, my history, how Ibogaine plays a role in healing trauma. And we left off with how significantly trauma can affect a person's um, physical and psychological being, David. So I'd like you to, to go deeper into trauma and a person's past experiences and how that is, is so important when evaluating and developing a protocol for, for treating an individual. To explain what is trauma, there are so many books have been written and I've read a lot of them, but really uh, none of them touched to exactly to explain what is a trauma because it's trauma is a spiritual experience really falls into that that category and in order to understand trauma and why is it last for so long why can't you get rid of it why do you go to a to a psychologist or psychiatrist for years and you still stay with that trauma. Because trauma can be 10 miles long because the experience that you have gone through is keeps repeating itself and causing you this pain in your soul or in your being. When you say a psychiatrist, a good psychiatrist can hypnotize her, can bring you to the point exactly when it happened and what you experienced, then it can shorten that length of that trauma from miles to few centimeters. Okay, and then that's what really it is. Now, since the this last past 50 years or 30 years, it's very difficult for those great psychi psychologists, psychiatrists, hyp hypnotists, to bring a person to that point of exactly when the trauma happened and what did happen. And how, how did it begin and how did it end? So we use this substance where it helps a person, it takes a preparation that I talk to them and I teach them, spend a lot of time before they start the treatment. But at the, during the treatment, they reach the beginning of, let's call it just the spiritual part of their subconscious. You can call it your soul or your consciousness, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Once you reach that point, then you see <clears throat> everything that's happened to you in a very clear way, in an extremely short time, and understand it absolutely clearly what you experience and what are you suffering from. And I know you used that analogy before, the, the shattered picture of all these broken pieces that keep getting fired up from beautiful, beautiful. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Because when you have a trauma, 
and you you you're trying to solve the trauma by discussion with psychiatrists, psychologists, or therapists. It's very difficult to put it all together and to to, to describe it. Uh, in a time, one hour time that you have your session, it's impossible, basically. The only way you can reach, understand your trauma, what happened, why it happened, and why the memory doesn't go away, why is it so long, is because once it's just like an explosion of a bomb, atomic bomb, that it doesn't stay in one area. It just spreads out to miles and miles and miles of area. It's the same thing with trauma. Once you have the trauma, it's, it explodes and it never leaves you alone all your life because the pieces of it, the details of it keep on coming up. Now, if you're able to bring a person to his subconscious or to his beginning of some parts of his soul, which is the most spiritual part of the person, and then they can see the trauma very clearly and see from beginning to the end what happened and understand that it was in the past, it's not happening anymore, and it's gone. And we have example of minimum 350 or 500 individuals that were suffering from those kind of traumas for all their life. And during the treatment, they got totally released from it. The way they got released from it was that they understood they had a trauma. They didn't need to lie to themselves. And the trauma wasn't their fault it just happened. It was is brought upon them by some some a third party, but that trauma is not happening anymore. It's finished. It was in the past. It's gone, and disappeared. And then after the the treatment, I talk to them, and we have other professionals that talk to them. And by the time they're ready to go home, that trauma is gone. And the relationship that they have with their wife, husband, children, friends, totally changes. They become a, a different, have different attitude. They don't have that pain anymore that is pinching them every second of the day. It's amazing. Even my treatment, you know, eight years ago, it, it there was a woman there, right? who I know was abused physically, sexually by immediate family members. And, and this comes into that point of overcoming, uh, allowing a person to reach those deepest parts that have been buried and forgiving themselves and even forgiving others. And, and it was amazing because this woman who has been dealing with this since she was seven years old abused, reached out and called her uncle who was the abuser for a decade or longer and actually told him that she forgives him and she forgives herself and she no longer holds this guilt and this shame and this resentment and this body. Absolutely uh, amazing. 
And I know I did the same thing. I called up every family member and significant other I knew because I was just so happy to be alive after my treatment and overcome all of these feelings and emotions. Not just me in this one case, but the thousands of people that have come. Like that feeling of of being free from the guilt and the shame and the, the anger and the fear, you feel as light as a feather. You feel like you can go down a path of your choosing in life. You're no longer held down. You're no longer feel a need or an empty void of having to escape or feel high with a, a substance or an addiction. And I think that's why this Ibogaine treatment and the protocols you've developed are so successful for long-term, long-term healing because it doesn't just allow a person to physically overcome addictions and chemical dependence because Ibogaine does have a clear physical uh, healing. It restores the receptors and synapses in the brain, the dopamine, serotonin, it ignites the central nervous system. So the body physically heals itself extremely quickly. But how do you keep a person from not relapsing, not slipping back, from not you know, isolating themselves from family, from work, from friends, whatever it might be. I'm going to add the call to this, that if a person just goes for therapy and for psychologists, psychiatrists, whatever it goes to, if the trauma has not been released from his mental structure or, or in his subconscious consciousness, they will continue taking drugs. Right. They take it because they're looking for a relief from that trauma. Once we treat the trauma and the trauma is gone, they don't see any more need ever for those uh, Substance abuse. Now it's about putting their structure in their life, moving their lives forward, work. It's not, it's not just building it's, relationships. It's that pain, psychological pain that is banging every day, every minute, every second. Every time they see something or they experience something, it triggers again that trauma. Once that is gone and that's not there anymore, they're not going to have a trigger to use drugs to get rid of it. Right. Drink or whatever else they do. I think you made an important point with, with working with psychiatrists, therapists, psychologists, because, I mean, how many of these doctors and licensed therapists have we partnered with? It's amazing to see in the last three years this movement towards different modalities and holistic treatments, things like Ibogaine, where there are a number of doctors and psychiatrists and therapists who are sending their patients to us because they understand that they can Ibogaine can reach so much deeper into their subconscious for that healing of trauma and then go back to them to continue the good work that they're doing in really moving their lives forward. Yeah, and we do we do recommend to every single one of them after the treatment to go back to your psychiatrist, psychologist, and continue your treatment and get well every day better and make sure that everything that you release during the treatment 
continues because those professionals and let them lead you to reach the happiness that you deserve and the the comfort that doesn't exist anymore uh, within you with your psychological being and it's important for everybody right to have this outlet and and talk to a real good professional somebody that you mesh with because life is is not always easy life is hard sometimes we're going to come across new traumas and new issues and new struggles and it's important to get all that stuff out and and not bury it and it's just been amazing to see with the partnerships that have happened over the last few years and the people that are finding out about a proper ibogaine treatment and and how it can be uh used to to really heal a person's trauma in their physical body it's just great to see. You know what, I, is, I want to insert very important point. We saved, we saved tens of marriages, fighting within families, within friends, partners, brothers, sisters, parents, after uh, the treatment that we giving to these people, automatically without us telling them anything. They picked up the phone, and they called their father apologizing for being disrespectful. Or they, the husband calls the wife and asking for forgiveness from her. It's amazing. Uh, but what happens when a person gets to release these problems? I remember it clear as day when I had my treatment. I originally thought I was being only treated for opioids and suboxone substance abuse. Not until I went into the treatment, about an hour, hour and a half in, and I, I believe my treatment lasted about six hours, I started seeing faces of my family crying, fights between the family. It brought me back to my appendix when it burst inside me. I, even though I was under anesthesia and completely out of it, not conscious, I saw and heard and felt the thoughts of every doctor in the room, almost as if... Uh, you know, my soul was above above my body, and I knew what was going on at every point in the room, at every second. And I actually, during my treatment, felt the the ventilator going down my throat. And I sat up during my treatment, thinking the ventilator was going down my throat. So this is something I had no idea I even had that trauma. I had no idea that that experience weighed that heavily on me. I revisited my my nana's death and not being present with with the family emotionally. Uh, I overcame, you know, the years of of having to hide and let everybody think, you know, show everybody on the outside that I was not this this drug addict and I I was a, you know, accountant and successful this and that. But at at night I'd cry myself to sleep every night, and it came full circle. I saw crying, my family crying. I saw myself crying, and then I saw happy moments running in the backyard as a kid in, in the garden, you know, playing with, uh, you know, the vegetables and plants. And at the very end, I saw myself, and this is very vivid. It stays with me. I think about it every day. I was knee deep in the ocean. Uh, I bent down and looked into the water. I took a piece of Suboxone and saw my face become droopy. My eyes pointed, my nose drooped down. And I saw myself literally turning into the devil or, or death. Uh, a clear path that if I continued to to do this, it, it, it didn't look bright for me in the future. 
And I remember sitting up in my treatment, swearing and saying, you know, F you, I don't need you in my life anymore. I want you out of my life. Leave. And I looked back down into the, the still ocean water and saw myself smiling at myself. And from that moment on, I knew I was free. I knew I was released. I had forgiven myself. I had forgiven all the doctors that I thought it was their fault for prescribing me these opioids at a 19-year-old kid. But it, it opened up my eyes and knowing that, no, it, it wasn't their fault. Like I was the one who knew what I was doing. I took the pill and I knew that it made me feel a way that wasn't natural. It made me feel high. I looked into it. I knew it wasn't the doctors. They've gone through the years of studies and, and universities. This is coming down from the top. This is what they think is the best treatment option. But there, there are better ways. And we have to work hand in hand with the universities, with the pharma companies, with the doctors in joining teams because we're at a point in life, in this world, where 150, 200,000 people are overdosing. They're dying. People are committing suicide. Families are broken. The world is fighting. There's an answer to all of this. And we have to work together to solve it, as you mentioned before. Uh, how do we reach this point with traditional medicine and Western doctors and the, the hospitals? How do we reach this point and navigate through the world of, of allowing Ibogaine to help? Do we have an answer? How do we do it? You know, we're doing it with the, the testimonials and we're going to conferences and it was great. We were, we were out at the MAP conference back in, in June, 13,000 people showed up. The top doctors, neurologists, advocates, therapists, other, other modalities, they were all there. Uh, hundreds of speakers and it, it's fantastic to, to see that, especially over the last few years uh, in this epidemic that we're in. To, to help people heal. You know, Paul, I want to tell you something with Talmud brains. I want to tell you, in the a part of the Talmud, it says that a wise man, a brilliant man, is the one that can learn from the little kid even. A little child can say something and he can learn from him the most brilliant idea. So we are all human. No one is genius. No one is smarter than the other. We come up with ideas. And if humanity got together and didn't, or was not uh, resenting and defying others with their ideas, and we will just be a, a humanity that we should be, that's helping each other, supporting each other, and learning from each other, then we can become a much, much better world. And that's what, in our program, we're trying to accomplish. And how important it is where the subconscious or spiritual side with the physical healing go hand in hand. Because you've, you've said it over and over, the, the brain the mainframe of the system, the operational system, it all starts in the subconscious or the person's soul. You know, science calls it subconscious, the uh, spiritual world, it's it's your soul or spirit, right? And the healing... It gets much more complicated than that when you get into the Kabbalah. They learned for 37 years with masters uh, like Abu Kaduri and uh, Raffaele. 
it's much more into it than we can discuss in few minutes and the debate. So uh, understanding Kabbalah has to do a lot with the uh, psychology and, and understanding of the human mental suffering and why and a lot of resolution I pull up is from that source. And I think it's a, so important that you bring this, the ancient studies and the really the blueprint of the world and humanity, thousands of years old, into the treatment. Because this, I think, ties back into what we talked about on the first episode, where things are were created complex right now, right? Yeah, because that really is what's making the dollar go round. So how do we simplify things? How do we bring it back to where even 50 years ago, if you had an appendix issue, the doctor was coming to your house. The doctor would do the surgery there, you'd be up and at it a few days later. Uh, what happens now is, you know, you see your primary care, you see one specialist, another specialist, another specialist. And I think, or I know, what you bring into your treatment is not just knowing the complete person's physical body, but knowing where they're at uh, psychologically and understanding uh, their trauma before treating them. And how important is that when actually developing a protocol? Um, you know, can you go deeper into uh, about the protocol for treating somebody with deep traumas, whether it, it's not just the physical, but allowing a person uh, to reach their subconscious to overcome these uh, experiences? Many Many of the physical problems that people suffer from start with mental or spiritual problems. If you don't get rid of the mental, spiritual hardship that the person goes through, it would be very difficult to cure them from their physical illness because the mind and the subconscious the control the body the brain and everything else that goes with the connection between our brain our our body our brain and our subconscious is extremely important to become a healthy person because we cannot divide, say, this is the job of the psychiatrist, this is the job of the physicist, this is the psychiatrist that does the operation. Because they're all interconnected. I brought, I saw many, many examples that described how when someone releases mental hardship from himself, he becomes healthy physically. And there are many, many examples, and many doctors know it, and many uh, scientists know it, people that have done a lot of research. So the mental, spiritual, and physical body is one and the same. They're all interconnected. And if you don't resolve the mental or uh, spiritual part of the human, it will be extremely difficult 
to resolve the physical part of the uh, human part. And it's amazing that Ibogaine can restore a person wholly and restore the synapses and receptors like dopamine and serotonin because right now, the number of people that were treating for depression, anxiety, are all on antidepressants, SSRIs, you know, other substance abuse issues. And at first, when they started taking these 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 medications, they felt as if, wow, this they feel a lot better. They have more energy. Sleep is better. They're starting to build relationships. But what we've seen is over a a period of time, for some it's a year, for some it could be 10 years or 15 years of, of taking some of these antidepressants and SSRIs, is that they've noticed that they've not just uh, fell deeper into a hole of depression and anxiety and isolating themselves, but they have actually are experiencing physical symptoms because of these uh, toxins that are not meant for long-term use. Their bodies are breaking down. Their central nervous system is breaking down. They have pain throughout their body. They can't sleep. They're having to take higher doses. They're isolating themselves. I, so, I think we have enough time right now. All right. We got a few more minutes here, but I think this would be a fantastic, you know, segue into next week's episode of talking about the people that we see come in on these medications, and we can we can give the answer to to overcoming them. In next episode, it's a finish with that introduction. How many people come here with so many different medicines that that basically, when we look up even in the internet, those medicines instead of uh, working together, they're just they 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 get yeah yeah Yeah. get two medicines that are, are doing the exact opposite of what they should be doing instead of. But being helpful, they become a poison. Exactly. And even in my case, where they tried to do that with, with the Suboxone. And I know there's a ton of Suboxone and people who are on methadone, yes, who have suffered through trauma and or the, the opioid uh, you know epidemic. Uh, we, we know that. But these medications were not meant for long-term use. So when we're on them for a number of years... Now they're prescribing Adderall with Suboxone, right? Because Suboxone really, after you're on it for 6, 10, 15 years, it takes your soul from you. You're, it's hard to be feel emotion. It's hard to be happy. It's hard for your body to heal. I, I used to know I'd get a cut and it would take me two months for a simple cut to heal and, and the scar to be gone. But they're prescribing Adderall now to pick people up, to give them energy throughout the day and give them this this false high. One example, they're giving... People antidepressants with benzos, which is a uh, combination of that could kill somebody. It doesn't make sense. And these toxins inside the body are, don't allow people to heal. They're prescribing people who can't sleep on uh, Seroquel and Trazodone, anti-psych meds, who are making people more crazy or or emotionless or feel like a zombie throughout the day. It's hard for them to function. I you know, keep in blue just saying that most of the overdose. I've seen a combination of two or three different medicines. It never happens just with the through one substance. It's the combination that kills the person. And there's a lot of information out there online that talks about Ibogaine, which we're going to get much deeper into. 
a lot of the information that comes up on on the top of the page about people dying since 2020, people uh, it, yeah, suboxone, methadone can't be treated, antidepressants can't be treated, Adderall can't be treated. The list goes on. This is old research. You know, I challenge anybody to re who reads this research to try to call the people who put those studies together. See if you can talk to anybody. See if you can look up an organization who put those studies together. And if they did, it's it's 20 years ago, knowledge and research. It's come a long way. Your knowledge, I've done it. I asked a few of my videos. I have gone, I asked while I was giving a video, ask those people, please let me know where did you see this study? What is the case? Where, you, where are you bringing it from? And most of the time, the, the same program, a week later was disappeared from the, from the scene. And I, for, for sure, I never got one phone call back or any written answer to any of my questions. I think that's a perfect segue into the next episode where we can really dive deep into the protocols, the people that we're treating substances or uh, medications that they're on, and let's debunk the myths uh, about Ibogaine and how it's, it's not just a one-size-fits-all, but there's a proper treatment for everybody. David, I'd like to thank you again for, for delivering this information. It's, it's so important that the people know about this. People are suffering. People are dying. People are overdosing, committing suicide. Families are, are broken. Knowledge that you're putting out there for people is is invaluable. And, and thank you again. Thank you for all.